Hello and welcome to Backstage With. Today, Backstage With is with me, Gary Jordan. Now, I am very used to being in the spotlight as I play Zazu in the London production of The Lion King. But today, I wanted to shine the spotlight on some of the production team who work backstage on the show and to find out a little bit more about what they do and how they do it. So let's get started. Hi guys, I am lucky enough to be joined by two people today. Uh, could you tell me your names and what you do? Hi, I'm Andy Todd. I'm the Master Carpenter at Lion King in London. Master Carpenter, posh. Uh -huh. I'm Kat Cruz and I'm Deputy Master Carpenter of Lion King London. Fantastic. So, in a nutshell, a Master Carpenter, Andy, what does a Master Carpenter do? Um, it's a very grand title for um, <laughs> the head of stage, head of crew, um, it basically means I look after the, the crew on the show um, right. and the scenery, uh, props, the performer flying, it encompasses lots of areas. So absolutely everything, basically. Kat? Well, I basically do the same as Andy, so yeah. when Andy's on holiday, I'm kind of next in charge. But yeah, it's basically looking after the stage, looking after the crew, working during the show and looking after the maintenance and safety check side of it all. Right. So when you say looking after the stage, you, you, you mean the general upkeep, the yeah. the, the cleaning, the, yeah. the hoovering? Paint touch-ups. Uh, paint touch-ups. Yeah. So the phrase master carpenter, mm -hmm. then, is not really a, a carpenter, or is it? There's elements of carpentry to it. It's uh, quite an old-fashioned word yeah. though isn't it because it's okay. you know the stage is made out of everything an awful lot of um of, of uh terms uh and, and, and items that you use uh derive from people that used to work uh, on ships um okay. and so uh there's historically it will be a large element of carpentry uh, when most theaters had a lot of woodwork um, right. obviously times have changed there's woodwork metalwork everything involved now yeah um, Fabrics. The, right. And the, uh, the term Master Carpenter is just stuck. So you both, both work on The Lion King, which is obviously huge. Day to day, what would you do? You come into work? Well, for me, my day starts at 8am. Right. Um, that's the first point in the day anyone from my department could call in sick, for instance. Okay. Um, and so I have to be available from 8am. Yeah. Um, and then from that point forward, every day is different. Um, depending on the show we had the day before, yeah. uh, there could be work to do specifically that has to be uh, completed before the next show. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, we have obviously rehearsals and training. Um, it's, a, it's a constant flow of work. Right. Um, right. So it starts at 8 a.m. in the morning and depending on how many shows we have and what time they are in the day, it can finish at 10.15 in the evening. Okay. Kat, you bought in a mystery item, haven't you? Yes. What is it, please? It's my show belt. So right. it's the belt that I wear during the show. And it's black, obviously. Yeah. <clears throat> and I have my radio. Yeah. So I can listen to all the cues and anything else that's happening on stage during the show. Um, I have my torch, and I have my... Oh, that's bit, of bit of Velcro. Bit of Velcro. It's my multi-tool that okay. I use for, you know, if, for emergencies during the show. What do you have on your multi-tool? 
uh, I have pliers. Yeah. I have a nail file in case my nail breaks. No. Um, I, have, <laughs> <laughs> I have scissors in case um, someone's costume needs, I don't know, uh, someone needs to get cut out of their costume. I have a knife and I have a screwdriver. Yeah. Right. Bottle opener. Absolutely everything. <laughs> I've got everything. So you guys actually work during the show as as well as as everything else that goes into your jobs, don't you? What yes, really. what sort of stuff do you do actually during the show backstage? We uh, we have our own set of cues on the show. Um, as a department, we have nineteen staff. Um, right. And other than Kat and myself, I have two other deputies who are responsible for two different disciplines to do the show. Okay, which are? Um, uh, one person looks after the props on the show, and the other person looks after the performer flying. Right. Um, and then I have an assistant who takes on elements of all of our work within right. the carpentry department. Okay. Um, and then, as an extension to that, uh, we have another 14 crew um, and when the show is on three of the carpenters all do cues on the show okay so we, we we look after the running of the show as well from a scenic point of view what would you say this this is something that that interests me what is the difference between a master carpenter and a stage manager well when the show is running uh, the stage manager is overall in charge of the right. show and what happens. Um, okay. They, the the book stops with them, so their decision is final. Right. Um, that said, um, they generally are more responsible for performers and and looking after the performers. Okay. And my job and Cat's job is to look after the scenic side of things, staging right. and the crew. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Kat, how do you get into something like this? How did you get into it? Um, well, I did do a degree. I did a degree in communication arts, media and performance. Right. <coughs> Where was that? Ripon in York, St. John. Okay. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, that was a three-year degree. And then read the stage after leaving, and I got some job working for a circus. And then I came <laughs> back to London and worked on Les Mis and then that's when Lion King opened so I've kind of started. Right. And what made you want to do it in the first place? Did you, did you have a light bulb moment? I, I've always liked theatre. Okay. Um, maybe more on the performing side but I got into the technical side of it okay. and I, ca I came to Lion King and I within a few years I was doing the manual foys so the manual performer flying Right. and then a few years after that I got promoted as Deputy Master Carpenter so it just my I just kept moving. Uh, was there a moment that you thought, oh, I want to work in theatre? Do you, do you remember that moment? No, I think I've always loved theatre, like okay. watching movies and, you know, getting to see performances. And I just, yeah, I really enjoy it. I, and as much as I probably wanted to initially be on the stage, working backstage has just been amazing for me. I've really enjoyed it. And especially, yeah. I'm quite petite and s small and... Um, and so when you tell people, when the people ask you, like, what do you do for a living? And you explain, and they're just, wow. Like, just don't expect that yeah. from someone like me, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. What about you, Andy? When did you realise? Um, well, I was, was brought up... calling? <laughs> my calling. Um, for, for most of my childhood, I was brought up by my mum only. Um, mm -hmm. And my mum worked in a theatre in the evening. 
Um, and I, I was taken into the theatre almost every evening uh, when you know, we wouldn't have childcare, so I just went into the theatre. I watched everything from, from an early age, probably things that you wouldn't watch as a child. Right. I sat and watched everything. Um, and it became part of normal life. Okay. Um, and so um, I left school and tried to do something different. I studied law for a while. Right. Um, and got a job in a theatre to help pay my way. My mum got me my first theatre job. Okay. Um, what, what was the job there? I was working initially front of house as an usher. Right. Um, and it developed from there. I, I found myself, uh, surprisingly now, I guess, uh, amazed at how much money I could earn working in a theatre. Okay. Um, as opposed to what I was doing at the time. So yeah. Um, I stopped my law studies um, and picked up studies in uh, theatre and media production in Newcastle. Um, and during my time in Newcastle, I worked for the Time Theatre and Opera House. Okay. Um, when, when did you realise, there was certainly a point in my childhood where I realised, actually, I could, I could do this for a living. You know, do you know, I was obviously from a, like I say from an early age I was brought up in that environment. It was very sort so of comfortable, you, you very friendly. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a very natural place to be. I think. Okay. So, what about you, Kat? Uh, when did you realise that it was something you could do as a profession? I don't know really. I think first of all I needed to because I just had my daughter, right. so I needed to work and luckily had my family to support yeah. to help look after. But yeah, I think I just really enjoyed it and. Mm. I was just learning more and more things, which interested me, so, mm. yeah. Kat, you were involved, weren't you, in um, actually putting The Lion King in originally to a different production in another part of the world. Yeah. How was that? Amazing. It was really scary. Right. So I've done, did the original UK tour back in 2012, was it? Yeah. Um, I've also done Brazil and Mexico and Holland and Philippines but it was the first time I ever did it I was petrified right. like I was like how am I gonna do this um, but actually I didn't realize how much I knew the show as in Lion King yeah. um, and so I was asked there to initially deal with props and stuff but actually yeah. I was dealing with props and then teaching the crew and during um, the technical rehearsals, I was helping stage management, making sure nobody was going to get squashed or run over right. and, you know, with people's entrances and exits. So, yeah, I just, yeah, I've been really lucky to do that. Okay, that's cool. What's, um, you, you talk about the, the safety aspects. Is that a huge part of both of your jobs? Massive. Massive I mean, yes. Disney are really you know they really look after you here and yeah. they you know they have a duty to and we have a duty as management to make sure that our crew are safe and the cast are safe everybody on stage is safe mm. but um we've been put on so many courses all the crew have been put on courses they provide you know we've been provided with everything really mm -hmm. yeah Man management courses as well as um like genie courses and first aid courses yeah. and yeah I mean, it's endless, isn't how many, it? How many, skills, <laughs> how many skills are required to, to do the job that, that you do? It seems um, like there's loads for, of... For, for our job, it, it's built up over a long time. Right. Uh, we've now done this for a number of years. Um, to start out, mm. actually, 
common sense. Right. Uh, good, spatial awareness. Good spatial awareness. <laughs> Those You'd things, be they're now. invaluable to start with. Um, not everybody can, can do it because you, you need to have those skills yeah. to start with. Um, otherwise, you're going to hurt yourself or somebody else. Yeah. Uh, the rest of it is taught by working in that environment. Okay. Is there um, schools and colleges where you could go to learn to be a master carpenter? Or is it more get in um, and do it, work your way up? The, I mean, you can pick up carpentry skills, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and again, as Kat's mentioned, with, with, uh, with cloth work, uh, you know, sewing, needlework, that sort of thing. It's all important. Mm. Um, you know, being a, like I said, ma being a master carpenter isn't just about woodwork. Uh, the ability to use a sewing machine uh, as much as, as anything else is, is important. It's all part of that work. Being right. computer uh, literate as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. It's an endless paperwork as well with our jobs. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Kat, uh, your first job, what was it? Your first paid job? Before uni or after uni? Mm. After uni. After well, uni. okay, it was the circus. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you do then? Oh my god. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tightrope, trapeze. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. No, I went out there. It was advertised as a PR job for American Universal Circus touring Taiwan. Right. And within a week, our passports and our uh, uh, tickets got taken off us and we're like hey this is not gonna work is it but no it was fun like we got to see a handful of the cities and um, uh, even helped to put the tent up right. but it was more like handing out flyers and putting on a tutu and just advertising the show really so that so was my first job yeah if somebody wanted to to start working backstage and and maybe work their way up to what what sort of advice would you give them what sort of advice would you give your 14-year-old self, if you could? Wow. <laughs> Spatial awareness, common yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, other than obviously having those skills in the first place, uh, find your local theatre. Um, get involved. If there's any mm. amateur stuff, get involved there, because even working in an amateur society might get you into a theatre where you can... You can see what's going on around you. Get yourself yeah. involved that way. Um, but having, yeah, I mean, having specialised skills. Like when we do interview people, we do look for people that have, like, good sewing skills, welding mm -hmm. skills, good with woodwork, good with communication. You know, management as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How important in your job is networking? For us, it's. Uh, I guess it's important from a point of view. We 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 know people that work in other venues around London and. Mm. Um, you know, we, we know other master counters, stage managers, that sort of thing. Uh, and so if we're looking for staff and people, you know, present CVs, we can often find an awful lot about people before we ever meet them. Right. Um, so Just from their CVs? Uh, from, from a name, where they've worked before, what they've done before. You can right. find out a lot very quickly. Because it's a small... It's a very small very world. Very small world. Yeah. I'm going to go in with some quick-fire questions, if that's okay. Hold on to your hats. Uh, Andy Todd, favourite show that you've ever seen? Yeah, uh, Lion King. <laughs> Lion King. Thanks. Cat? Oh, my gosh. Oh. Probably a flamenco show that I saw in Granada. Okay. Outdoors. It was stunning, yeah. Okay. Next question. Cat, 
who in this business do you admire the most? Present company accepted. <laughs> was there somebody that you grew up um, knowing about, uh, whether it be a producer or a director or a master carpenter, that you thought, yeah, that's what I, that's what I aspire to? I think probably when I worked on Les Mis, there was a deputy master carpenter who was female. He was probably one of the first deputy master carpenters. Mm. So I did look at that because that was my first job in theatre as well. And I thought, I want to do that as well. Like, yeah, we can do that as in, yeah, we can do that. Yes. Andy? It would probably be uh, a lady called Lillian who was my first boss because if she hadn't been who she was at the time, I probably would not be here now. I would have right. not, uh, not had as much fun. I'd have not started working in theatre thinking it was a fun place to be yeah. and I might have done something else. Yeah. What do you both love the most about your job? I quite like it when something, a disaster happens Brilliant. on stage. <laughs> Sorry, I've stolen that from Andrew. <laughs> no. But yeah, like when we have a, not necessarily a show start, but when something happens and we're able to just fix it, fix it yeah. straight away and yeah. nobody even notices. Yeah. I'm just like, yes. Andy? Um, well, actually, yes, following on from Kat, it's the, the show, when it runs smoothly, it runs very smoothly. And, and when it's like that, our job is really very easy. Yeah. Everybody else does what they need to do. For us, when something doesn't go quite according to plan, then our job is to make it work, yeah. ideally without stopping the show. Think on your feet, do whatever you need to do to change it so the audience don't notice anything. Uh, and that's the most fun part of your job. Okay, Definitely. I have one more question, and this is the biggie. In this day and age, why do you think the arts is so important? It's escapism. You know, I, I've... It's a little while back now, but I've tried to do a job in the real world. And uh, for me, this is... This is like not growing up, you know? Nice. I, I do a job that... Um, I, I would be sure thousands of people would like to do yeah. when I'm lucky enough to do it. Yeah. Um, I'd like to think, other than my hairline it keeps me young <laughs> um, and and I wouldn't change it Can't? yeah same I think it's it's being able to take people to a different place mm. for a few hours and they're somewhere else completely you know just bringing them some Disney magic yeah but also the arts is just like we have so much power to to bring across a message as well not just the fairy tale messages but reality and life messages and it's just another way of putting that across isn't it so yeah amazing guys thank you so much for your time today i know you're extremely busy thank you very much thank, thank you, you. <laughs>